Man, people crazy out these streets, bro. I've been grinding since I was like 15 with this music, bro. I've learned that I can't please everybody. And there's been a lot of love, but there's also been misunderstanding, hate, and this box they put me in. And it makes them uncomfortable if I'm not in it. DJ KJ. And I ain't in it. What's up? Welcome back to I Went Out. I'm Annie. I'm Nick. And today, of course, is Monday. We're recording this a little late, but we're still getting it out on Monday. That's right. <laughs> um, just a reminder, guys, we are still recording on Zoom. So if you hear any noises or anything, we're at home. And Nick has kids. I, I, I said, let's just keep it real. If you hear any noises, it's Nick's house. It's not Manny's. It's me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just a reminder also, guys, if you haven't already, to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, please leave a rating and a review. helps us, but it also helps you guys so that you don't miss out on any content when it drops. Amen. All right. So we're, we're, um, we're continuing our walk through the book of James today, and um, we're continuing with James chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. Um, and I'll read from the Harmon Christian Standard Bible. It says, For whoever keeps the entire law, yet fails in one point, is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you are a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who will be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to the one who hasn't shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Hmm. Amen. Amen. All right, so Nick, verses 10 and 11. You want to start us off with those? Yeah. Um, so verse 10 has always been like uh, one of those. Uh, I've seen people be like, oh, see, there's no point in keeping it. Um, like they've used that verse to like justify sinning. Yeah. Um, but James reminds us, though, that if um, if we've broken just one law, we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't just like you break if you break one law, you broke you've broken them all. You're a sinner. <laughs> like there's just no way around it. So don't try to justify your sin. Like, well, I just did this. Like, no, right. you still just sinned. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So sin is sin. Like I don't like I, and that's why I always get frustrated when how we like put degrees on sin like oh this sin this that it's like it's sin (laughs) let's not sugarcoat what it is it all leads to death and it's all killing us so um i mean we um we can't decide i mean i think yeah we can't decide um what part of god law what part of what parts of god law are god's law we want to follow and then the parts we want to ignore like, it's not a pick and choose, like, oh, I'm going to choose to follow this rule. Um, I'm going to choose to ignore this because this means I have to live an uncomfortable life then. Um, right. You can't do it. You can't break God's law a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you've broken it a little bit, you still broke the law. <laughs> right. It's not like when you murder someone in society, and like, well, I just accidentally murdered him. <laughs> like, no, you still murdered somebody. You're still going to jail here. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's crazy. So you need, and if you've broken God's law at all, no matter if you look at it, you broke it as a little bit or you broke it a lot. We're all, we all need Christ, his blood that um, paid for our sins. Like we all need that. Amen. Um, And when I really think about this, like it's really, you know, we have to measure ourself and not someone else against God's standard. I think so often we can do that. Like we're like, oh, look how sinful they are. It's like, hold up. Mm -hmm. Like, let's grab that mirror and like let's look how sinful we are um we like and i know i've been guilty of this throughout my whole christian walk um i'm not gonna lie like i've seen people and they're doing some stuff i'm like whoa i ain't doing that no more it's like hold up nick you just did <laughs> you just judge buddy you're sinning so yeah and it's 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 interesting though because i think you know especially after listening to i listened to uh, mclean's sermon this morning from yesterday yeah. Um, and David Platt brought up some like really just really solid stuff. Um, and he was talking specifically about how, you know, the last few months we've been so consumed by like judging, justifying um, others' actions that they think, um, yeah, like we've just been so busy. Like it doesn't matter, like with just organizations, with politicians, we've been uh, like evaluating their character, their flaws, all of this stuff we've all been doing. 
and yet we've forgotten to self-evaluate. Somewhere along the way, we've been so busy evaluating everybody else, evaluating Biden, Trump, whoever, but we've forgotten to evaluate our own lives. And that's one thing God does tell us to do is to self-evaluate, to look at our own sin and to, to repent and then cry out for that mercy for him to forgive us. Um, I'm a broken sinner. Like there's just no way around it. And I'm in desperate need of God's mercy. Um, yeah, I just, we all need it. <laughs> and I think we have to realize that we're, we, we've all broken God's law. We all fall short of his glorious standard. Like we've got to stop spending so much time looking at other people's sin and really start focusing on, on like, okay, what do I need to clean up? In my, what do I need? Well, not what do I need to clean up, but what can, what do I need to give to God to allow him to clean up? Hold on. Uh, Manny, go ahead and take the wheel. My, my, my computer's about to die. Sorry, y'all. I got you. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what Nick is saying. Um, you know, because I think that when we start to see ourselves as broken sinners, as um, people who have fallen short of God's glory, then we begin to see ourselves rightly in comparison to others in the yeah. sense that we are all sinners. Like, we are all on the same... Not, I mean, you know, the... The people who are not Christians and who are just out here doing crazy things in, in a way that, you know, that we have turned away from, um, you know, they, they I guess that's a different standard. But for like Christians, for us, um, knowing that we as Christians um, who are following Jesus and we have turned away from our sinful ways, we are still at the end of the day sinners like we are not perfect beings and so even though those who are non-christians are out in the world and doing worldly things at the end of the day we're all we have all sinned and we have all fallen short of glory and we are all um people who are in need of a savior and so um you know i just think that it's important for us to you know it talked about when i was reading this um i don't know why but it, it, it kind of um reminded me of what it says in first Corinthians 13. Um, because if you look back at, at, at James to um, the, the previous two verses where it says, if you really, if you really carry out the Royal law prescribed in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as trans transgressors. Now, for whoever keeps the entire law yet fails in one point is guilty of breaking it all. And so, you know, in verse eight, we're just talking about loving your neighbor. If you like go to the, the love chapter in First Corinthians 13, and it just talks about how, like, if I speak the languages of men and angels, but do not have love, I am a sound gong, sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I donate all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burnt, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And, you know, I know that scripture, it, it, you know, kind of talks about just like spiritual gifts and stuff, um, not being above love and loving others. Um, but I think just in general, when, when thinking about, um, just the importance of not being selective in our obedience to God. Um, you know, God even summed up the whole law by saying that, you know, love me and love others yeah. as yourself. And, um, you know, I just think it's so important for us just not to, um, you know, forget about these things because, you know, I think so often it's like, you know, I, and I don't want to use the word selective moralism, but it's mm. one that, like the phrase selective moralism, because it's one that gets kind of tossed around a lot these days. But it's one of those things where it's like our sin, we feel like is is less of a sin um, versus the ones who are like blatantly doing something that, yeah. you know, may be super, super bad. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not quote unquote doing the big the big sins. Right. Um, yet I'm idolizing certain things in my life. I all these, you know, I'm worship. I'm, you know, I'm putting my stock in my money and my finances and all the things. Like it's so easy. Um, right. And that's why it's a constant like battle of you. Like you have to self evaluate your life 
almost daily. Right. <laughs> like, right. um, because the second we like in my, like I can just speak from personal experience. The second I don't evaluate my life, all of a sudden I compromised. And mm. next thing you know, I'm like turning around. I'm like, Whoa, how did I get here? Yeah. Like if I would have stopped and truly evaluate, like I'm starting my days now of like, you know, just saying, God, like whatever's within me right now, that is not of you. I need you to help remove this. Help me stay focused on you. Yeah. Um, but going back to the law, there's one thing like it drives me crazy when I hear people say, well, God did away with the law. It's like, uh, where do you get that? Where does it say that at? Please point that to me because yeah. he did not do away with the law. Now, I always, people, I always point people to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to read a little section real quick from the Sermon on the Mount. And these are Jesus' words, not Paul's words, not James' words. These are our Savior's words. Amen. And Jesus says, Don't assume that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches people to do so will be called the least or called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And going to like what you said, like, I mean, first of all, after this, Jesus just destroys all these notions of what we yes. thought sin was. Like, oh, you yeah. you don't want to murder? Murder starts in the heart. I was like, oh, you sinned if you thought <laughs> that. Out, that is, uh, yeah, wreck you every time. Bro. <laughs> yes. Oh, you <laughs> thought you had to physically have a, uh, an affair, huh? Nope, that started in the heart too. Like you thought it started yeah. in the mind. It's like, dang. <laughs> but anyway, like to go back to, um, you know, because like Jesus did fulfill the law, and then yeah. he did say, you know. To, like if we live out the the two greatest commands like to love our lord our god with all of our heart soul strength and mind and likewise to love our neighbor as ourselves like we will live out all this yeah so when we live those two things out you're not going to want to murder you're not going to want to have an affair you're not i mean you your flesh might want to but you're not going to do these things because you're you're now being compelled by the lord and by his love and the spirit that right. dwells within you so that's why like you know yes Christ fulfilled the law. The law is not gone. The law is still there. But now we're able to live it out because we have the spirit who dwells within us. Yeah. Um, and when we truly love our Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, mm-hmm. we can do these things. <laughs> it's crazy. Amen. But the bad thing is, is we don't always get all those things lined up right. <laughs> so yeah. I might love the Lord with all my heart, strength, and soul, um, but not my mind one day. So, and that's why it's a constant battle, the constant, like, and this is why, again, I'm going to keep coming back and harping on the self-evaluation. How am I loving the Lord today? Yeah. So. And to kind of like piggyback on another David Platt sermon, because he's been killing it the past. I mean, he always kills it. (laughs) Recently, it's been, it's been on another level, man. And just that, that fear of God. Yeah. And, um, you know, as we, you know, get ready to go into that the 12th verse you know it just talks about speaking that those who will be judged by the law of freedom yeah um you know i think it's just us realizing like first of all that jesus is the great judge yeah and like we will stand before the great judge we all will and so i think you like when we begin to realize that here on earth then we begin to not become so selective mm-hmm. in our obedience to Christ. Um, we should be fully obedient to Christ, fully yeah. putting on our, our love for others and our love for God. And as you said, like everything will trickle down from that. Um, but I think, you know, so often, you know, it's some so often like I think even with just like those two, those two things right there that do play hand in hand, it's like sometimes it can be missing. Like it's not even like, you know, we say we love God. We we claim that we love him. We quote our scriptures and we we go to church and we do this, that, and the third, yet we do not love others. Yeah. You know, it talks about that in Matthew where, you know, it's like you 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 say that you're for me, but did you did you feed the poor? Mm. You know, are you actually loving others? Um 
So I think it's just it's it's so key and it's so important. And I, and yeah. and as you said, it all trickles down from that. And I do think like it just begins from just a fear of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I think that is the we can forget that we can yeah. forget that fear of God. We have such a or, or we have such a small view of who God really is that we don't genuinely fear Him. Right. Um. Because there is a sense of when we talk about fearing God, you should tremble at the thought of our God. Like, you know, it's, there's some pretty intense imagery throughout the yeah. Bible. I mean, there's some pretty, when, when, when people in the Bible are encountered, not even by God himself sometimes, but by angels, like they're trembling. They're like, oh Lord, please forgive me. Like, yeah. oh, I repent, I repent. I'm not worthy. I'm not, <laughs> like it's, yeah. yeah. So there is I a, mean, but, I mean, I think in our next time when we come back and talk about James, it even says that even the demons tremble. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's one thing like too is, uh, you know, we're not saved by how good we keep the law. Like, let's, I want to be clear about that. And I mean, we're, we're saved by faith and faith alone, but which that'll get into our next, next week. So we'll talk a lot more about breaking that down. But, um, but just because we have, we are saved by faith and is beautiful, which is a gift of grace to us by God. Um, but that doesn't give us a, um, a pass to not obey Christ. Yeah. And God and Jesus told us to obey those commands, which is the, mm-hmm. like it's essentially that you're living out the law because again, if you can love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, you're able to do these things. Yeah. Um, you're able to truly love your neighbor as well. Um, yeah, so God's like his grace it doesn't cancel our duty to obey him or to be obedient or to have obedience to him. It just gives us a new basis essentially on where to start and what how that looks right um because i think that's important to know is like we can really easily abuse his grace mm-hmm. um and we just can't do that we can't yeah yeah that's you know that's that's good man i was um it's a guy that was tweeting with earlier um on twitter and he was just talking about how like um he was going to church and he felt like he was a christian and stuff but he continued in like being an alcoholic and just he just listed out a, a bunch of like just like sins that he just continued in mm-hmm. and he was like you know basically he was like he started to feel shame on himself and he started um not even really believing in jesus anymore because he felt like because that he automatically so so you know quote unquote gave his life to jesus that all those things would like immediately go away and um you know my response to him was you know first of all i told him i said that um that god is good is full of grace and full of mercy and it's available to you um through you putting your faith in him but i said not all the time does like immediately when you put your trust and faith in him like it can happen i've seen it happen with people But not all the time immediately are you going to just stop being an alcoholic. I think like your testimony is yeah. kind of like that. Yep. But not everybody has that, you know. But I told him, I said, what changes is your desires. Yes. Yeah. And I said, your your desires will change if you are truly turning away from your your worldly ways into Jesus, repenting of your sins and just, just putting all your faith in him. I told him, I said, I truly do believe that your desires will change. And as your desires change and you, you continue to seek him and hunger and thirst after, after him, which are attributes of the regenerated heart, yeah. then that will begin to bring out those those good works and that um, you turning fully, you know, turning away from those things that have so long crippled you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I completely agree, you know, but. I think it's just important for people to know that, you know, this is a, a faith walk and, and you're walking with Jesus and he's continuing to continually like pruning us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do believe like one of the key attributes of like the regenerated heart is just that desire changing from from um, wanting to do those those evil things yeah. to to truly saying, hey, Jesus, I am following you. I'm putting my trust in you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall in short fall short of your glory from time to time, but 
I'm following after you. And I believe yeah. that when we do that, that Jesus will give us the strength and the grace to to get through those that those temptations. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Well, I've always said too, like I've said on quite a few um, sermons, I believe. I know I have in our youth ministry is like if I am the same today, if I'm okay, if I'm a professing believer and struggling with something today, if I'm still struggling with that exact same thing in the exact same manner a year from now, I'm off. Something's wrong. Um, and it's not for me to be, I shouldn't be blaming God because that means I didn't like for, this is personally, but I do believe that there's some truth to this. Like that means I haven't truly wanted to let something go. That I've just clung to this thing, whatever it might be. Um, like there's some sins in my life that I've had to like die like repeatedly to. Um, like, you know, if alcohol, that was one of those things, like it was, it was an easy gone. Like God was able to cut there, but there's some other things that it was a slow death. It was a slow dying to it. And it just took time. Um, and it took time. It took more time, not because of God, but because of this dummy right here. (laughs) So like I delay the process. I'm the stubborn one. I'm the one who's like, you know, oh yeah, I've repented of this. But two months later, I'm right back in the same thing. So did I really walk away from it? Hold up, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But we right, should so, be growing. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish it off. I said, but as Christians, we are, we should be growing every day. You mm-hmm. know, like this is, yeah, we just grow. Like I'm not the same person today I am a year ago. I've learned, I've got, you know, I would say that I've become a lot more humble over this last year. I've, um. You know, there's certain things that God's really led me into over the last year that just making right. myself available to him. He's taught me and I've had to humble myself and disobey. So. Amen. Yeah, I completely agree, man. I think if people have been living 20 in 2020 the right way, I think we have all been pruned and, <laughs> yes. and refined in some kind of way, man. Yes. You know, because and. I think I, I think I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Like this, this year has been the first time where I've realized I've been able to put a name to the way I can be sometimes with that resentfulness and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I've been I've really been able to now that I I know what it is. I've been able to really reflect and and give that to God and um and stuff. So it's really helped me out this year. With, with not being super super resentful Amen. and stuff so I, I agree man I agree alright um, James 2 verses 12 and 13 speak and act as those who will be judged by the law of freedom for judgment is without mercy to the one who hasn't shown mercy huh. mercy triumphs over judgment alright Nick so law of freedom law of liberty you know, I, I know you kind of touched on it earlier, but like, what does that mean for those who don't don't you know can't differentiate between that and 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 the law of the Old Testament? So the law of the Old Testament was like you had to strictly adhere, or at least that's what they would lead you to believe. I mean, but ultimately that was to show our sin. Mm-hmm. The law, the old, like the law, was to show how sinful we are and how and how we are desperately in need of a savior. Because no one can live out the law on their own. No one. Um, so if someone's listening right now and they say they lived out the law, well, you've, you, you're lying. And yeah. you broke the law just now. <laughs> so, um, like it's, it was like, it's like a mirror. Yes. Yes. Like That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, it's a mirror and it shows you your sinfulness. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, because you know you can't. You just like human depravity. Like we just can't live that out from the fall because of the fall, because sin into the world. Like we just cannot live out God's, we can't live by God's perfect standards apart from him. We just can't. Um, So I really think that that, that is the big difference. Like, but then you had the Pharisees and you know, all the religious elite who were trying to say, yo, we had to live by this. And then they added a bunch of other things to it. And it's like some made something that was already impossible to live out. They made it even more impossible um, which is why, like, throughout a lot of the letters in the New Testament, from Paul, Peter, and James, you see a lot of, like, well, not James, but Paul and Peter, you see in the other apostles, you see a lot of, like, correction being brought in, like, hold up, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, stop teaching this. This is not, this isn't what this is meant to be. And then, you know, they break it all down for people. So, right. yeah, I don't know if I broke that down the way you were anticipating or wanted me to, but. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was fine. That was fine. You know, I think, so, so, like, so, the law of liberty. mm 
that so that Jesus ended up bringing um by fulfilling the law of the Old Testament so like of course the Old Testament laws we could never fulfill yeah and so again like as you said we needed a savior yeah. and that savior was Jesus who came bringing all grace and all truth yep. he came to fulfill the law and not only to fulfill it but to better it yes and um and so when i think of the law of liberty that's what i think you know because you know i i don't personally for me like i know some people kind of as you mentioned earlier try to just throw the old testament law away yeah and i think that the old testament law is very very useful mm -hmm. and it's very very important for us to see because as we just mentioned like it shows us that we need a savior yep we need to realize that because if we don't realize that we don't need us that we need a savior then we're yeah. going to think that we you know don't need one and yeah. that we don't need jesus so um it's important to know that um but with when jesus came bringing all grace and truth um when we do sin because we will yep. we can we don't have to have that guilt or shame when we turn away from him when we repent and we look to jesus because he has that grace that covers it yeah well, um and we don't have to sacrifice anything we don't have to sacrifice it <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't have to, have to take any lambs up there anything. no sin offerings no guilt yeah. offerings no like jesus was yeah. the perfect sacrifice and all he fulfilled all that stuff amen <laughs> amen yeah so so i think that's where that's where that liberty comes into play but ag again and, and even paul you know mentioned it to be careful you know about that that grace like mm -hmm. let's not abuse that grace yeah we are in james i think james is the perfect book that like really tackles just how as christians we should really operate yeah um it's really kind of like an operational manual i was just manual. about to say it's like a life manual <laughs> man yeah. it really is <laughs> You're a Christian. Here's how you should live. Here, look at read right. this. <laughs> yeah. So you know. So I think like when you read James and when you when you listen or when you read Paul and stuff, you realize that you know this 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 law of liberty, this law of freedom that we have in, in Jesus with the grace that He has extended to us. It's a beautiful thing, but it's a thing that we should not abuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse for us to go out here and to purposely do things and and you know just walk in sin yeah 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 when i love how this verse verse 12 says speak and act as those who will be judged yeah um i mean think about that like yeah. you you brought up a little earlier about how you know jesus is our perfect judge mm -hmm. and he will judge all of us at one point in time for every word that we've spoken from every action that we've lived good and bad in private and in public all of it is seen all of it like we we can't hide from god like he sees it all and he knows it all i mean he knows that he knows the intention in our hearts yeah and like that that verse alone gives me pause um and i believe it should give all of us as followers of christ if we profess the name of jesus that should give us pause man like that's one of those verses like uh oh time to self-evaluate <laughs> so and yeah like not and not self-evaluation isn't always a bad like it doesn't always mean, oh, I got to look at all my sin. Like sometimes you're looking like, whoa, God, like look at you. Look how much you have changed my heart. Like, yeah, there's some flaws here and there's some of this, but God, you're doing a new, like you're doing, you've done some amazing things throughout my life. Amen. Um, so some, like when, sometimes when self-evaluation, self like don't always come out from like, oh, I got to get all, see all the sin. Like, no, some, see what God's done as well. Yeah. Like don't look at it it's just strictly from the lens of, I got to see all the sin in my life, but also look at like, see how, how much you allow the spirit to lead your life as well. Yeah. I think that can really kind of be a powerful tool as well. Is to, yes, self-evaluate for your sinfulness, but also self-evaluate to see how the Spirit's leading you. Right. Um, and man, I could... <laughs> verse 13. <laughs> yeah. I, for, that mercy triumphs, triumphs over judgment is like one of the more beautiful verses, you know, that yes. you'll read. That's, oh. that's just, this is a beautiful text. It's the Lord's desire to have, see everybody come to him. Like, he does not, like, want yeah. to condemn. Mm -hmm. Like, his perfect nature in him, like, his, like he cannot tolerate sin. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and he will not have that. But at the same time, it's like he doesn't want these sinners to be prayers forever. You know, he doesn't want that's not his desire. That's not that's out of his character. He desires for all his creation to come back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, that verse, mercy triumphs over judgment. I'm like, man, we're, we live that out daily. Like the fact that he has not judged me yet, I'm grateful for that he's continually giving me new mercies every single day. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing we really need to be reminded. Like we need to cry out for him. Like I think that's one thing Platt brought up in his one sermon. is like, man, plead for God's mercy for yourself as individuals, for our nation, for our leaders, forever. Like we shouldn't want to see anybody judged. We w- yeah. we should want to see that mercy extended to them and them given the opportunity to give their lives to Christ. Amen. Like if I, if I'm sitting around saying, man, I want this group of people to be judged. I want God to do this and that and the other. I'm like, man, what's that say about my heart? That doesn't say anything about God. It says a lot about me though. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why I'm always careful. Like I've said it before, my man. Oh, well, you just get rid of this. We just get rid of them. <laughs> like, oh, wait a second. Someone's probably said that about me before. I know someone said, God, can you please get rid of Nick? So. Yeah. Like my life, <laughs> not just like, you know, move him out of a position. Like, no, they wouldn't have been gone. So yeah. And like, man, like when you really think about that, like, whoa, it says a lot more yeah. about us than it does about God. Cause God's heart is for everyone to return to him. Right. Um, now we know not everybody will return to him, you know, but that's not our job to decide who does and who doesn't. Our job yeah. is to get out there and share this beautiful hope that is found in Christ Jesus. Right. And I think one thing that can be, like we have to show this mercy. Mm-hmm. Like that's clear here. Like for those, for judgment is without mercy to the one who hasn't shown mercy. Like man, if I'm not showing mercy to people, that's not good. We're not showing mercy to those we disagree with, those who you know, who aren't and like you know don't align with us when it comes to Christianity. Doesn't like people in our family. Like man, we've got to show mercy. Yeah. Um, because only God and His mercy can forgive our sins. Um, we can't earn forgiveness by forgiving others, but when we withhold that forgiveness from others, um, after having received God's forgiveness or Jesus' forgiveness, um, shows that we don't truly understand what that forgiveness that we were extended is. Um, yeah, so we have, or we don't really appreciate the forgiveness that was given to us. Because when we truly understand the forgiveness that was given to us and we appreciate it, Man, we can't but we can't help but be merciful to others and forgive others, um, because it's God's character. So, yeah, that's what I got yeah. there. And I do want to read whenever after you go ahead and jump in and say what you want. But I got some some stuff from Ephesians that I would love to share okay. real quick as well. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Do that. You want to read from Ephesians uh, four thirty one or thirty? Okay. Yeah. Let me see where I thought I marked it. Yeah. <clears throat> All bitterness, anger, wrath, and shouting slander must be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. So we've got to get rid of all that stuff, and we've got to learn how to be merciful and forgiving and compassionate um, to one another, and really forgiving each other. So, Because God forgave us. And I... This is one of my big things. I don't know if I've ever shared in a podcast my wrestling experience when it came to me forgiving my father. It was not a pretty scene. Um, my, like my boys Jerry and Corey were there as it happened. Um, it was ugly. Like, let me tell you, we were at a conference, a big conference with lots of people, and your boy was not like your boy Nick knew what was going down that night, and I fought it because I did not want to forgive my father. Literally, I, this dude got up on the stage. And started talking about like helicopters flying over right now. I don't know if y'all heard that, but that's what that was. Um, this dude got up on stage. He started talking about like forgiveness and like I'm like I just felt a heaviness and a hardness in my heart. All of a sudden, I was like nope, I'm out. Yeah. And I got up out of this man's sermon and left. And like you know, it's a big crowd too. So I'm like you know my butt's hitting people. I'm getting I'm like oh, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. So and I just left. And then I, you know I went outside. Like, I'm not forgiving him, Lord. Like, you know, he wasn't, he didn't do anything for me. If anything, he made it harder for me to come to you because I had his face on your face for far too long. And I'm doing all this rationale and this reasoning with God, like why I can't forgive him. All the while, Lord's is like, you're going to forgive your father. (laughs) But my flesh is like, no, I'm not. And ultimately that happened for a long time. And man, I remember the last, like I actually went back to my seat and then dude legitimately said something about someone's dad forgiveness. And I was like, no, 
you're not getting me this way, Lord. And my wife, she just let it happen because she knew the guy was working on me. She's like, you'll see it. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but last time I left, man, I came back. When I tried to come back in, man, I just I couldn't even go back to my seat. Like I literally felt like God stopped me. Yeah. And I'm weeping in the back, crying like an idiot. Um, but then there's they gave these glow sticks and like breaking what's broken you. And basically that like you're. And then you put it into the cross of like, you know, you're forgiving this person. You're not allowing this person to hold, you know, you're going to forgive them. Mm-hmm. And then people were doing that going back and forth. And I'm like, just pacing. I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't move towards the cross. Like, I like was literally battling myself and even allowing myself to go up there. Like, I knew what God was wanting, to, wanting me to go, but he wasn't letting me go back to my seat. So, like, I'm not going to the cross. He's not letting me go back to the seat. There's literally this battle going on. Um... And then ultimately, my boy Jerry, he's like, bro, he put a glow stick in my hand. He's like, God needs you to do something. Yeah. Like, okay. So I walked up to the cross, couldn't do it. And then finally, bro, it was like overwhelming. Like, God's like, I forgave you. And that's all it took. I was like, oh, oh, God. And like, who am I to withhold that from a man? Like, you know, I ultimately, I would love to see him come to Christ. Like, and me not forgiving him wasn't doing anything to him. He's still living his life. He's still living his life. He's good. He doesn't need me. <laughs> so and it was in that moment where I like I forgave him. And like the freedom that came from that is unreal, bro. Like I can't I can't even like it was crazy. Like some people talk about a weight being lifted. Like I literally had a weight lifted off of me that day. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I just bring that up because again, like God had a laid out to me, like, Nick, I forgave you. So I am to forgive those who have wronged me um, like I have to. Like there's no option. That doesn't mean I'm forgetting. You know, I, that's one thing I always bring up to people when we talk about forgiveness. Like it doesn't mean you forget, but you are no longer allowing that person to hold you captive. Um, and you're not holding them accountable to certain things now either. Like you're just like, I'm, I forgive you and I'm moving on. So, but it's hard. It ain't easy. It ain't easy to forgive or show mercy. Like there's been times since then where I've literally had the opportunity to tell my dad to his face, like, I forgave, I forgive you for all the wrong. Like, he was drunk out of his mind. I was like, Dad, I forgive you. Um, and, you know, that was, you know, it's forgiveness. But it was also mercy. It's like, man, right. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bring this wrath that I could bring towards you with my words and my actions. But right. I'm not. Like, right. there's just no point. All it would do is harm you more than anything. So, yeah, it's, be- right. it's a beautiful thing when we're able to extend that to people. Yeah. Now that's that's so good, man. Because I think that's key, and and it's what we've we've been talking about this whole episode is just reminding ourselves that Jesus saved us. Yeah. And so it's like when we realize what we have been saved from, it becomes just like so much easier for us to extend mercy and grace to others because it has already been extended to us, you know. But I do think sometimes we allow pride to get in the way. Yeah. And we allow this selective forgetfulness to get in the way where we just like so happen to forget that God has saved us. Yeah. We so happen to forget that we have sinned ourselves and, and we just bestow this judgment upon under others. And so I want to uh, real quick, because I know we've talked about so much how James, um, there's so many connections to the book of James, to the Sermon on the Mount. And of course, you know, in, in Matthew 7, it talks about do not judge so that you won't be judged. Mm-hmm. But with the judgment you use, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Um, you know, I know so, so many people look at this scripture and they, they look at it as it's saying like, well, Jesus is telling you not to judge anybody. You know, well, so, you know, personally, what I the way I look at this scripture, because first of all, Jesus ends up telling you to use judgment mm-hmm. a few verses down. I think there's there's a um, there's a way to have good judgment, yeah. And then there's also a way that I think is on the opposite of the end of the spectrum, where we are looking at ourselves as being the ultimate judge. Yes, we are not the ultimate judge. Yeah, we do not decide who goes to heaven or who goes to hell. Jesus holds that in his hands. He is the ultimate judge, and so I think that you know when when we're talking about judgment is without mercy to the one who has hasn't shown mercy mercy triumphs over judgment um i think so often as christians we get to this point of bestowing this ultimate judgment on people yeah. like oh you committed this sin there's no way 
say that you're ever going to be going to heaven. Yeah. You know, we look at people who are very blatantly living a sinful life and we believe ultimately that they're not going to go to heaven. You know, who 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 gave us the right to to make that decision? Like yeah. we don't know who's going to I guarantee you we are going to be very surprised when we get to heaven <laughs> yes. and we see people who we just did not we didn't think was going to end up in heaven like yeah. cuz we're not the ultimate judge. Yeah. And so I think it just it goes back to us reminding ourselves that you know that Jesus holds all judgment in his hands. Yeah. And and he's so he's so good in the fact that he chooses mercy over that judgment in the life that we live right now where he is so merciful that he gives us opportunity after opportunity to turn our lives to him and to be saved um and so i think it's just in, in the common grace that he bestows upon all people yeah like it's a beautiful thing that he you know it's a beautiful thing i thank god that he hasn't just struck us all yeah amen <laughs> in our sin i mean because he could have but he's merciful and he's gracious yeah. and he's patient. Um, mm. and, and, and I think that's awesome. And, and it's something that we have to put on as well. We need to put on, on grace. We need to put on patience. We need to put on mercy. And it's hard, and, and, but it takes Jesus. Um, and it takes us really putting, allowing that light of God to, to shine within us yeah. um, so that we can shine in, in, in our daily lives. Amen. No, I think yeah. God's judgment, like you should, you should, there's this tension with it. You mm. should be extremely joyful that he is judge and hopeful. And yet you should also be trembling that he is judge. Yeah. Um, because the joy is like, it's not like he, one day he is going to judge all the injustice of the world and it will all be corrected. Like that's his responsibility. That's not like, you know, he does that. Yeah. And, but at the same time, Vanessa brings joy and hope knowing like, okay, one day he is going to make all this right. He is going to judge justly and right. fairly based upon his will but at the same time that also means he, he judges us so yes. there should yeah. be that trembling like man lord like have mercy on my soul let me you know guide me lead me lord let like purify my yeah. heart my mind my soul please god please yeah. um but there's one thing about like you were talking as you were talking like i've always thought like i'm the weird guy mm-hmm. when um there's like a crazy case, like someone get like in our, especially in our county. Like I've been trying to figure this out because you know we had a murder recently here, um, where a dude just up, rolled yeah. in a Seven Eleven and shot the, um, the, uh, I guess the clerk or whatever. Yeah. You know, my first response, you know, he's absolutely devastated for the family, but man, my second response is like I want to talk to the person that murdered him, mm-hmm. um, because I like first, like I'm always like, I want them to hear the gospel, like the gospel's for them too, you know. Like, the murderers, like, the people in prison right now, like, man, I love, like, they are, just because they're in prison does not mean they're unworthy of God's, well, we're all unworthy of God's love, that's the, that's the great unifying thing right there, um, that we're all unworthy. Um, some of us have just got caught with our sins um, and put in prison for it. So, but, like, I, I really just, I've always had this heart to, like, when someone, something like that happens, like, please, like, Lord, if you align a, a make it possible for me to sit down and talk with these individuals please allow it because i would i would gladly go but some i know some who be like yo that person deserves a rot prison forever okay you know that person you know we there is laws of the land the law of the land might say this person needs to serve out the rest of the days in prison but as a christian i want to make sure that they don't live in that law that like you know they don't burn for eternity you know i don't want that for them I want to see them have this find this eternal hope that is in Jesus Christ. So, and that's why, I like some of these, like sometimes you know you see these uh these murder trials, and then when like I like I can't remember my bro's name, but when he forgave that lady, um, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. yeah, like that was a powerful scene. Unfortunately, you know the media took it in two different ways, but at the, like ultimately that was that was a conviction of a young man to extend forgiveness to someone who murdered his his brother. Like, that was beautiful. Right. So, and at the same time, like, I, I think he even said something like, I don't know if you know Jesus and all this, but, like, you know, they're like, I was like, hey, man, bro, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Like, that's how we are to do things, so. Amen. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful moments I've ever witnessed in my lifetime came, uh, you know, a few years ago when that kid uh, went to Emmanuel AME Church. 
and shot up all those people and and you know like a few days later he had his hearing and um some of the survivors and some of the, the family members of those who were uh murdered um forgave him yeah like they they forgave him and they shared the gospel with him and um it was like it was heart-wrenching to see yeah because like this guy i mean just think about it, like this 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 kid literally went to that church he sat down he had bible study with them yeah and he opened fire after that yeah like like come on yeah and and these people forgave him yeah and to see that you know watching it live man it was it was literally it was one of the most powerful moments um that I've seen in my life because, and it, and it was super encouraging, but you know, like, I mean, to be honest, we are human and that, that, that feeling of he doesn't deserve this. Like it comes into play. Yeah. But, but it was beautiful to see and, and to be reminded in that time that, you know, regardless of what he did, um, you know, he he can we can still forgive him and and pray that um he finds jesus because jesus is still open arms yeah you know he's still open arms and um and i think it's just important for us to remember that that uh it's never too late until it's actually too late amen amen and yeah so christians we got a lot of work we got to live respectful lives and just selfless lives and when we live selfless lives it leads us to do stuff like that amen bro i read uh, this is a little side note i read an awesome art like i don't know if you guys like if you or if any of our listeners have been following it but i've definitely been following like some of the lawsuits that like churches have been bringing up against like you know government officials for like shutdowns and lockdowns Mm -hmm. um we have one right in our backyard in dc that i've been it's been it's been really cool to watch because the way they never demonize um What's it, Governor Bowser, or yeah. Mayor Bowser? I think they don't. Yeah, DC's Mayor yeah. uh, Mario Mario Bowser. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, they've been like the the language in the like their case was like just so. It was it was amazing to me, like you could tell that these individuals, the deacons or the elders of like whoever like really helped move this decision forward, like they were very Christ centered and they were not about tearing her character down. But more so, like, hey, like, look, you're allowing these things to take place. We would, we would, like, you know, we should be able to, like, we agree with the First Amendment rights, and like, we we agree with like the people that are out here protesting for what they, you know, they feel like, you know, that's their freedom. But we should also be able to meet. And like, it was never once about tearing down the government official. Um, and I like, I was reading one article, and he's like, you know, he's like, we pray for, like, we pray for her every day in our church, like, our as a church staff, like, we were praying, like, it's just like that's how we to do it, like. You can you can have you can do this kind of stuff, but you, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing it to try to like tear someone's character down and like just like you this this and demonize them, it's like well we're we're missing it. That's not what we're called to do. <laughs> so right, like it was really interesting to read that. Um, I think it was the Gospel Coalition's been really following it and like pointing it all out, and it's been really cool to see. Okay, yeah, I gotta look that up. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've missed it. Yeah. Okay. I think there was a recent article either yesterday or the day before by Nine Marks and they like the dude who it's like a po- their podcast but it's yeah, like yeah. a transcript and he was um he was breaking down how he actually wrote up on some of it and how yeah. the I guess the the leader of the church is like don't use this word because this word could really misconstrue what's actually being what we're trying to say. It's like, "Oh. Right. All right, you don't want me to say this." He's like, "No, because I don't want to bring I don't we don't want to defame her or any of that. It's yeah. like that's not our job." It's like, Oh, that's good. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, on that note, you know, real quick, you want to give any uh, thoughts on our election? <laughs> this is our, our first time, I guess, having an opportunity to talk about it since yeah. it happened a few days ago. Craziness, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but nothing really, you know, I I think we're all too young to remember I mean, I vaguely remember the 2000 election because I was in like sixth grade or something like that when it happened and how I never realized until, you know, like a couple years ago that how long it really took for them to name George Bush as president. It's crazy. Right. It was like December or something. I was like, what? 
Like, good yeah. night. We took that long to decide who was president. Like, man, all right. So, like, but unfortunately back, or unfortunately now, like, things are so polarized. Like, it's the intensity now is way different than the intensity was back then. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I mean, it worked itself out, I guess. Um, we have a new president-elect in Joe Biden. Um, we still have a current president in Trump, and I pray for the both of them. I pray that God, you know, continues to do his will throughout both of these men. Um, because ultimately, he placed Trump in the White House. You know, he's, he's, and he's placed Joe Biden in the White House now. So, like, there's just, we, I think we can forget that, you know, God is over all this. Right. <laughs> he ordains all leaders, um, ultimately all leading to his, like, it all aligns in his will. Right. So, yeah, man, I know some people are angry that Joe Biden's president, and I know some people are excited that Joe Biden's president. Um, me personally, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I just don't, like, I don't know. Not that I don't care, but... There's like a, there's like a, I call it like a holy numbness. Yeah, yeah. Like, my faith is still going to maintain. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, and that's one thing, like, man, Matt Chandler's um, sermons recently about being a citizen of heaven and citizen of earth have really kind of, like, you know, some of the stuff that I was already thinking, like, man, I'm reading this in scripture, like, man, why are we... Why do mm-hmm. why are we getting so worked up? Why do some people get so worked up? And it's like it's not just this election. People get worked up like this all the time, right? Yeah. About certain like elections and all this. Like it's not just this election was a little different because of like you know we got a pandemic. We've got all the racial injustice that's been on full display. Um, so it was a little different, I guess. But people always get worked up, and it's just like I've just never been that type of dude to just get worked up because my faith is not on anything in this world. My faith is built upon the foundation of Christ Jesus. Um, and no kingdom of this world is going to shake his kingdom. Sorry. <laughs> it just isn't. Um, and that's one thing like, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, we just, you know, I call it a, a holy numbness. I, I've recently started calling it that because it's like, I, I know where my salvation is found. And, you know, and even those who are happy, like you have to be reminded, like, Joe Biden is not your savior. No. You may think that, and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, what, what will happen in the near future. But regardless of who is sitting in that overall office, like ultimately, they're not going to be there forever. Yeah. Number one, they will, you know, they will not hold that position forever. Um, and then number two, they're not our savior. Like yeah. Jesus is our savior. Um, and so, so in our prayers for them, we just pray for um, them to make good decisions. Um, we pray for them to have grace. We pray for them to have mercy. Yeah. Um, we pray for them to have sound judgment on things. Um, but ultimately, we know that that our hope is found in Jesus, and that He's our Savior, and salvation comes from Him. Yeah. And Him alone. Um, but I will say, um, just it, because I do think that we can have a little bit of nuance with this, I, I do think that it was a beautiful thing to see a female um, take office as a VP. Absolutely. Now, regardless of what you feel about Camilla, Camilla, however you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> however you feel about her, regardless of how you feel about her, the fact that she holds that position has now given other women and, and women of color, yeah. other little girls and other little girls of color, an opportunity to one day hold that position or positions like that, high positions. Yeah. You know, regardless of what you think about her, like she has now paved the way for others to have that hope that one day they could do that. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and again, like if you don't care for her or whatever, at the end of the day, like it's still giving an opportunity for somebody who may have the views that you hold to one day hold that position. Yep. So I just, I think it's, an, it's a great opportunity. It's a great thing for, for women to be now represented in, in a very high position. Yeah. Um, she's the second in, in line yep. to, to be, you know, president of the United States. So um, I think, you know, I know I have a lot of female friends who um, this, this hit home with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I have female friends who are 
pastors and and they have gone through so much with just that whole argument of should they be pastors yeah and so it's it's one of those things where it's like you know let's have a little bit of nuance here and, and just um be able to at least um be happy that that women and women of color can um find you know a bit of representation yeah now in the over office so amen well yeah. i was i was talking with one of my boys you know and he has a he has a mixed daughter two mixed daughters and he was like he's like man like it's crazy that i have a day like i in this day and age like my daughters have someone to look up like they can look at that and be like wow dad i could do this now like before you know that was never an option right so and for that to like you know he was he was just kind of really reflecting on that and how powerful of a moment that was for his daughters so it was really yeah. cool to hear that um but yeah like we you know me we had a prayer night on saturday night for revert mm-hmm. um and you know while we were praying um you know the lord really put on my heart to like let's let, let's start getting out dc and praying yeah. um and i remember when me and um, my mom boy jerry we went um just walking and praying man um you know there's a lot of excitement but there was also still a lot of anger too at the same time like like there was some people that walked up to the fence of the white house just screaming f trump f that it's like ah oh, man but you know yeah. i don't know if that person was a believer or not that's on my plate like at the same time like this is not how we should do things you know like that's just not it's not healthy yeah, yeah. Yeah. um because you know it happens all on both sides um yeah. but it's like that is not the way to do things um but there's built up anger and rage there so mm-hmm. you know and i i would like i never we never could identify who was saying it because there's a lot of people out there um so but i would have loved to be like yo bro why why the rage like what like you know let's 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 talk about this like where, why, why are you here why you feel this way um but then like then like i told my boys like man we really started seeing like man there's some people that literally feel like they're being saved right now yeah and it's like while there's a sense you know there's you know there's yeah for some it's whatever like that's not your savior though bro (laughs) like biden harris that's not your savior and vice versa like the other side like trump pence that ain't your savior yo (laughs) like that isn't how this works yeah um jesus christ is your savior so but i think you know i think like as God's people, like we need to start interacting with one another, um, talking with those who are disagree with us, those who are different from us, um, and really seeing, like unpacking things and figuring out like why you view things this way, why you see things the way you do. And like, let's like, again, let's remember that we're humans. We're all humans, right? At the end of the day, yeah. Biden is a human. Trump is a human. I am not going to sit here and say F them, F that. Like, that's just not who I am. Now, right. old Nick, all day, all day. <laughs> I would, I, yeah, but this Nick under Christ now, like, that's not how I'm to operate. Amen. Um, nor should any of us as believers operate that way. Um, yeah. Like, we should not have vitriol towards someone like that. Like, they are image bearers. Yeah. Um, but we ended up going to a uh, David's tent out in D.C. after that. It was like 1130 at night, and, man, it was just a powerful way to end. And I know we're going to, I think we're going to try to go back out. Yeah. again tomorrow night a group of us hopefully um yeah. just praying for our nation praying for the people um like i'm not going out, like I, I hope no one heard me say is going out to dc on saturday night that me and we were going out to celebrate presidential one like that's literally not what we were doing um yeah. we were going out to pray for our nation to pray for people and just to inter- interact um and that's exactly what we did so don't hear me as saying, yeah, we were out there. Yeah. Like, no, that's, we literally, me and Jerry were walking through the crowd, praying silently, like no words are being spoken. Um, and just praying for people, praying for the nation, man, like, that's what we did. So had a crew, couple conversations, had a couple conversations with police officers. So, and I, it was crazy. One, as we were leaving, um, uh, what's that? Constitutional, I think. Mm-hmm. Or Pennsylvania. I think it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. As we were walking, like, they had these blockades. And these officers standing there. I was like, hey, like, how you guys doing? They was like, oh, good. I was like, be safe. And, like, the dude's look on his face as I just said, be safe. was just like, he was dumbfounded that somebody would leave him was saying that. I was like, bro, like, no, I want you to be safe, you know? Like, yeah. no one, I, like, you know, I get it. Like, cops, have they have a hard job. Right. Now, there's some cops that do some wild stuff that make their job look harder, but then the same thing is what comes Christianity, bro. Like, we have some people in Christianity like, whoa, why are you saying that, bro? No. They already thought this and that. Oh. So he's like, I get it. I get you, bro. So, oh, yeah, man. But it was powerful. And I I really do feel like, you know, I personally, like, keep going to D.C. and praying, man. Yeah. 
there's a lot of important decisions made there. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. Um, if you don't know, and if you haven't seen it already, we have a Instagram page now, like a personal Instagram yeah. page for Odd One Out. So it's Odd One Out Pod P O D at Odd One Out Pod. So um, we'll be posting content on there that I guess can also be in a place where um, I know we're still. I guess accepting um, audio memos yep. or text memos or whatever on on the James series. So if you guys have any questions, any feedback or anything, feel free to send it at at odd one out pod on Instagram, um, and we'll get back to you. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. So uh, appreciate you all, um, all you all who have already um, subscribed to us and and left ratings and reviews on spotify google play or itunes i guess you can only leave a review on itunes but yeah. we appreciate you guys who have already done that if you haven't feel free to do so and we will speak to you all we have a really good episode coming out on friday the part two of pastor t's yep um interview so Amen. we'll talk to y'all then see you peace <laughs>